0: Guys, joining us now is a man that needs very little introduction, El Presidente himself, UFC President Dana White joins us ahead of the stacked UFC 263. Dana, we normally do these things in person with you, but uh, we appreciate you taking the time with us here via Skype. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Always, man. Now, before we talk about UFC 263 this weekend, I have to mention Alex Volkanovski versus Brian Ortega on the new season of Tough. These guys are all handshakes and respect, but after a few weeks in the Tough House around each other, it looks like that's all gone out the window. You would have been a witness to this. How surprised were you to see this turn given, you know, what you know about these guys, their history, and what do you think it is about the Tough House that kind of brings it out of people? Yeah,
2: you know, it's the competitiveness, uh, you know, um you'll see as you watch the show you know it depends on which way the show starts to go one way or the other with wins and losses did you pick the right fighters um and then just being around each other all the time you know you start to get on each other's nerves so we get a little bit of that with with uh
0: alexander and, and brian it's a great season so uh it should be fun Yeah, Alex has a great personality. And when you look at him as champion, I mean, he's been in the absolute killers. His whole career has been really underrated by some fans. Do you think this show sort of gets people, gives people a chance to get to know him a little bit better? And what do you think it's going to take for him to sort of get that respect from some of the fans that still a little bit on the fence about him? 100%. If
2: you look at the the history of the show, you know, not only do you get a deep dive into, you know, looking at, the fighters, who they are, where they come from, their personality—it's also turned a lot of coaches into stars. I was—I was, I was going to say with
1: with Vol- yeah, the, the coaches are just as much a part of the product as the fighters themselves. Um, but with with Volkanovski, I almost feel like after those two Max Holloway fights, you know, he's become almost a polarizing figure because of the fact that Max was so beloved. What do you think it's going to take for him to kind of you know win people over and I guess get the respect that he deserves as a champion?
2: Yeah, you know what, not everybody's path is the same. Some it takes, you know, more time. I mean, look at how long it took Chuck Liddell to, to get a title fight and to become a huge star in the UFC. It took a long time. And realistically, when we bought, before we bought the UFC, me and the Fertittas, the old regime didn't even want Chuck Liddell. I, I'm the one that got Chuck Liddell into the UFC. They didn't want him. Um, so Anderson Silva. Didn't become a huge star in the UFC until uh, he kicked Vitor in the face in that fight.
0: Um, And the list goes on and on of people who have had, you know, uh, a tougher path. Can't wait for the fight between Volko and Ortega. Can we confirm, Dana, we see some rumors that the fight is on for UFC 266. Is that accurate?
2: Um, let me take a look here. Uh, yeah, uh, that is 266.
0: Was that the war room right there? Can you do you mind just turning the camera just a little bit? Damn, we didn't reveal the next
1: 50 fights for the year. Just quickly, UFC 266, is that London or is it still a location that you guys are trying to figure out? Because I think it, initially it was supposed to be the States, and then I think now it's London.
2: Yeah. No, we're we, two sixty six, we don't know yet. We're still, uh, you know, you're talking about the end of September for that fight. So, You know, who knows where? Listen, everything looks like it's going in the right direction. I don't know about Canada and Australia, but everything else looks like it's going in the right direction.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to Australia in a second, but just quickly on Tough, you mentioned to Aaron Bronsted on TSN that uh, there's always something shocking happening on Tough every season. After thirty seasons, when you look back on it, what has been the most shocking thing that sort of stands out to you in your mind from Tough?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say there's always something shocking, but always, something different always happens, you know? It's funny because people are talking about, are you going to keep the same format? Are you going to change the format? We keep the same format, yet every season something different happens. There's always something uh, that, that we've never seen before. Um, but but as far as the most shocking, I mean, <laughs> we, we've had some pretty bad stuff, uh, especially in the early days of tough. Uh, you know, there was the whole... Uh, where one team kept eating the other team's food so they peed in it.
1: I mean And then they made love nasty, to the sushi. Let's not forget that nasty
2: part. nasty shit like that. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even want to mention that one cuz that one's so gross, but yeah. I mean we we've had, we've had some bad stuff.
0: Yeah, and then the door budget, the UFC door budget must be in the billions. The door always seems to <laughs> come. Hey, Dana, I was going to say also Nobody that- gets their ass kicked in this show like the doors. Oh, dude, that door, <laughs> I'll tell you, it deserves some kind of Hall of Fame nomination. Let me ask you, <laughs> the fans are always wondering, do you think we'll ever see a comeback season of, of tough in the future? There's so many guys I, I suppose you could chuck in there.
2: I don't know. That's, that's a good, you know, it. my, my thing is, Tough is a very unique experience because, <clears throat> number one, it's it's the hardest thing you will ever do uh, in the sport. If you can make it through the Ultimate Fighter, you can make it through anything. I mean, even Nate Diaz, you know, who, who said him and his brother used to make fun of the Ultimate Fighter until he did it. He said, I'll never make fun of anybody ever again that, that does this show. This, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And, uh, you know, then people get to see you. They get to learn who you are and they either become fans or they don't. If you come off the ultimate fighter and you haven't done anything um, with your career after that, I I don't know if there's ever really, you know, a need for a comeback show.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, speaking of, uh, obviously, Nate Diaz, he's fighting this weekend. Before we get to Nate, UFC 263. you got the main event, Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittor in the rematch for the UFC middleweight belt. Uh, What did you think of how these guys kind of interacted with each other the other day on the 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 um you know the double call the split screen interview they just don't like each other i'm wondering what you made of that and also the hilarious fact that michael bisping was the one who was kind of meant to be moderating the thing another tough (laughs) alum who loves the trash talk and here he is trying to stop it um what did you think of that interaction and who do you think has the bigger chip on their shoulder between israel and Marvin
2: I actually, oh, oh, yeah, 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 okay. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting that that, that these guys, uh, you do hate each other as bad as they do. Um, you know, but I, I again, I think it's too because th- they're so competitive. They fought once. The first fight was so close. Uh, each guy believes he won the fight, you know, it, it, one of those type of things. Uh, I, I think it makes for a great fight. I think that it's going to be, obviously, the first fight was good. They're not the same fighters they were then. Um, I expect this main event to be very, very good. Plus, if if you're Israel out of Adesanya, you know, he tried to make that move to light heavyweight. He wants to come back down and remind everybody what a badass he is.
1: Mm. I was going to say, you guys have a press conference. Uh, I believe it's this Thursday in the States. It's Friday here at 9 a.m. in Australia, and I think 11 in New Zealand. Um, how closely will you be paying attention to both guys during the face-off? I imagine you'll be standing in the middle of them, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know what? But you never... If you look at Israel Adesanya's history, he's never uh, he's never been that guy. Mm-hmm. He's never been a guy to put his hands on somebody else or to, uh, you know, he's he's never done that.
0: As long as Marvin Vittori doesn't bring a jiu-jitsu belt with him, no one's going to get whipped. <laughs> exactly. <during> that <laughs> well, that's the thing. You got to get out of the way, Danny. You got to watch out for these belts. Well, it's true. I, I don't think he hates Marvin Vittori. As bad as he hated Paulo Costa. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a legit thing, but it's going to be definitely interesting to see how they interact together. You mentioned how uh, Israel sort of wants to move up, back up to light heavyweight. What do you think is left for him at middleweight? Obviously, there's that Robert Whitaker fight, and we're waiting to see what's going to happen with Darren Till and Derek Brunson. But um, even speaking to his coaches and stuff, they, they, they mention how his days at middleweight are limited when he sort of goes through those guys. It's not true, though.
2: I mean... That's what people were saying about Anderson Silva for years. Oh God, what's next? Who's next? You know, th- there's always somebody next. Believe me, there's going to be somebody that that's going to uh, have an uh, amazing performance here in the next several months. That people will be going, Oh God, we got to see them in Israel now
0: um, to completely clean out a division. He's he's got he's still got some time. And do you think because that fight with Jan was so competitive and he never really got a chance to properly move up to the weight class, it sort of leaves the door open for down the track for those guys to have a rematch if Jan is still champion?
2: I don't know. You know, you know, that's that's up to him. You know, obviously come back to middleweight, you know, knock out a few more wins, you know, show your dominance here again at middleweight. And then maybe, yeah, maybe he does move back up or. He, he rides out the rest of his career and tries to become, you know, the greatest middleweight of all time.
1: Mm. It'll be interesting him sort of, I guess, you know, lapping the division kind of like what Kamaru Usman is doing at well to I wonder though, how important is it for you guys in the UFC to do that Robert, Robert Whittaker rematch somewhere down the line?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. I mean, that that's when, when you're talking about what's next for him, obviously that's, that's absolutely next. Um, and then let's see what happens with Jared Cannonier and, you know, believe me, there's still a lot of great fights for him.
1: Mm. I wanted to ask you also, like on Rob's uh, title shot, uh, he mentioned how he sort of, you know, got it when he was walking back from the cage, sort of to the back, and he's obviously got to rehab his hand um, with all the quarantine stuff. He just wouldn't have had a proper training camp to sort of prepare for, you know, this date this weekend. How much of offering him the title shot was sort of expected actually expecting him to take it, and how much of it was kind of like a respect and courteous thing of like, look, we'll offer it to you. Even though it's probably unlikely that he'll be he'll be able to it's, do it,
2: it's both. You know, I've liked Robert Whittaker and I believed in Robert Whittaker since the uh, since the Ultimate Fighter. Lorenzo tells me all the time about. I remember you used to talk about Whittaker nonstop during the Ultimate Fighter that I thought he had what what it took to, to, to possibly make it someday, and um, you know, obviously he's he was next and. If he couldn't do it, it's, it's, it's no big deal. He's not going anywhere. He's the number one contender. Um, take your time, get your shit together,
0: and uh, and we'll get it figured out. Mm. And, I mean, uh, skeptics are saying if Darren Till beats Derek Brunson, maybe he jumps the queue. You're saying no chance of that? If Rob is ready, he'll get the next title shot?
2: Nobody's jumping over Whitaker. He's next.
1: Aussie fans rejoicing right now. (laughs) We were joking with Lene before about when you guys are coming back to Australia. I wonder, you know, obviously the first event between Israel and Rob, it holds the the all-time UFC attendance record, 57,127, right in our home of Melbourne, Australia. Would this be a fight that you'd be looking at doing either here, or New Zealand, I know that obviously the the landscape is kind of crazy, uh, but I wonder if you're just getting sick of doing shows in the U.S. Maybe you want to come down here for a little bit. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, that that's that would be absolutely positively the fight to do there. Um, you know how many things have to align for that to happen. First of all, the the, the you know the two places that, that uh, you know I'm hearing about that have the strictest stuff still going on are Canada and and, uh, and Australia. So you look at that. When Australia and New Zealand finally do open up, you have all those other sports there that haven't played, all the other bands and, and, and things like that that are ready to go back on tour. You know, So then you got to find the arenas to be able to play in. Um, the list goes on and on of,
0: of uh, obstacles that would be on our way to, to jump right back into Australia that quickly. And it's also interesting the other way going around, because we're talking to some of the guys like Dan Hooker and they, they say how hard it is for them to get the timing right for, for, to fight in the States. I mean, how hard is it for you? Because <clears throat> you don't want these guys to miss out, but how hard is it for you to even time this thing to get these Aussies and New Zealand fighters over there so they can actually take part in these cards? It seems yeah, like a no, nightmare. I, to- I totally get that because we feel it too when we go over there.
2: I remember when I went over there doing the promotion for the uh, for the Ronda Rousey-Holly home fight, and I was telling uh, Ronda and Holly, you two better get out here like, two weeks before, because this time difference messes you up. And uh, I remember Rhonda was filming a movie or something at that time. And, mm-hmm. and I want to say she went out there like four days before the fight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> jeez four days that's crazy um yeah before we talk Nate Diaz versus leon edwards because i'm trying to talk about it just obviously you got to ask um everybody's seen you know the, the back and forth with john jones trying to sort of negotiate his own uh, you know contract and things like that he's brought in uh, richard schaefer as an advisor presumably to get a deal done uh you mentioned i think to aaron that you spoke to richard just the other day um how different is it dealing with richard as opposed to say you know john jones on social media <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're both fine um, really uh, both fine <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, listen I have a long relationship with Richard he's a good guy he's a smart guy um, you know John came out and said he doesn't want to fight until next year so there, there, there's uh, there's nothing to worry about right now it's, listen when the guy wants to come back and fight he can come back and fight if he, if he wants to you know he he, john jones is under contract it's up to john whether john wants to fight or not
0: i don't think richard's like putting up tweets and deleting them as he said (laughs) makes it a little bit easier in dealing with richard
2: (laughs) Um, i'm used i'm used to all this nutty shit with these guys man it's it's crazy you know this youtube kid fights and they all start going crazy and you know You know what what am i doing wrong well you should have started a youtube channel when you were 12 years old and you'd be uh youtube famous right now and 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 you could be boxing floyd mayweather i guess i guess that's the answer
1: yeah, and if there's anything else that you might be doing wrong, it is shaving your balls with the old rusty razor that you just need to throw at the wall and get rid of and put your hands around the Manscaped Lawn Mower 3.0 and feel the skin-safe technology that will never, ever cut your balls. The best shave of your life, 7,000 RPM motor, LED light, and it's waterproof for when you're on the go and just want to get business done. You can shave anything on your body. Is It is the best grooming tool on the market. And the good friends at Manscaped are giving you off with the promo code submission. Use that code, save money, and also free shipping. Who doesn't love free shipping? Isn't that right, Dennis?
0: That's right, man. Manscaped supports all sorts of MMA products and industries. And uh, they're officially uh, bringing you this show today. We are sponsored by Manscaped and presented by Manscaped. Go shave those balls. And once you've shaved those balls... Go make some money because there are some crazy fights this weekend at UFC 263. Or what about the craziness that's going down right now in the NBA playoffs? MyBookie is the place to go to make money on sports, period. And if you sign up with promo code SUBMISSION, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway up to $1,000. That's a lot of bones, cast to make off the fights this weekend. Go to MyBookie. Don't forget to use the promo code SUBMISSION. Bet, win, get paid only at MyBookie. And Dennis, speaking of these big, exciting fights coming this week, and there's so many of them. And by the way, Drew Dober, Brad Riddell is another fight. We can't wait to see. That's going to be an exciting one. But let's talk about Nate Diaz's big return against Leon Edwards. How did this fight come about and come together? Because we saw initially Nate was kind of trolling Leon a little bit, pretending like he doesn't know who he is. And now this fight came together. A great fight at that. Yeah. Uh, What are you asking me? How did it come together? Yeah. How did it come together? And was night easy to convince to fight Leon or was it something looking to uh, do? It wasn't us
2: convincing him. He
0: wanted that fight. So, Mm.
2: so, so, uh, you know, that, that kid's got, when I say that kid, I mean, Leon has the worst luck ever. I mean, the last year and a half has been brutal for that kid. And, um, you know, I, I can't remember what the fight was before this, that fell apart, but another fight fell apart. Was, was it Hamzat? Yeah, Hamzat mm-hmm. fell out uh, again on, on, on Leon. So uh, Nate Diaz asked for that fight. Nate Diaz wanted that fight.
1: Were you surprised at all? Just because Nate kind of has this reputation for wanting, you know, these big, massive fights. And Leon, incredibly skilled guy, but he's, you know, pretty soft-spoken. He's, he's not a, a star yet. Um, were you surprised that Nate said, hey, this is the guy that I want?
2: No. Listen, Nate Nate always wants to fight tough guys, like you said, man. Nate isn't not trying to fight tough guys. Uh, you know, it's just Nate's going to fight when he wants to fight on his own schedule, you know. So Nate popped up out of nowhere, said he wanted to fight. And, uh, you know, he picked Leon Edwards, and, and I think that's pretty badass. And uh, Leon, a guy who's been, you know, super unlucky for the last year and a half, that this was a a great call out for him, too, you know, to be called out by Nate and, and get this fight, uh, you know,
0: if he wins on Saturday night, a lot more people are going to know who Leon is, man. It's going to be absolutely massive. And I'm wondering Dana, what does it mean for the title? I know you mentioned that Colby Covington is next, but if Nate Diaz wins here, it looks like Kamaru Usman would be all over that fight. And if Le- Leon Edwards wins here, it extends his win streak. Is there any chance those guys can squeeze in or is it absolutely Colby next? And then maybe one of these guys next. If they yeah, I mean, Col- Colby's the number one contender. We did the Masvidal
2: fight. You know, Usman wanted that fight back. Colby Covington is the fight with Colby, and Usman's one of the best fights I've ever seen in my life. Uh, he's the number one contender. It's the fight to make.
1: If if we're talking stakes, obviously, if a title shot isn't on the line, what do you think is on the line here between Nate Nate and Leon? It it just it does have that big fight feel, and also. It's a five-round fight, which is unprecedented. It's not a main event. Who do you think that benefits in this fight?
2: Yeah, well, that was something that Nate Diaz, you know, he, he likes fighting five-rounders. Um, and,
0: yeah, this is a big fight for those guys. I mean, whoever wins is next after Colby. Mm. And speaking of Diaz, uh, just quickly on his brother Nick, I saw you told Kevin Aioli that it looks like Nick might fight this year. I'm wondering, man. Do you think uh, a guy like Jorge Masvidal might be the front runner for a fight like that? It seems like a huge fight, and stylistically, something that the fans have wanted to see for a couple of years. When you're matching up a guy like Nick Diaz, does Jorge sort of pop to mind as the number one front runner to you? Um, I don't know yet. I honestly don't know. Mm. We'll see.
2: Uh, you know, as we get closer and how things play out, who's available? Just so many different things.
0: Uh, play a factor in, in who fights who when you speak to nick do you get the feeling of hey this guy wants to come in and have one more run of the title or hey this guy wants to come in have a couple of big fights and sort of hang up his gloves in the right way sort of in that octagon so fans can sort of see him have those last few battles i don't
2: know he's so hard to read <laughs>
0: he's a very very hard read man you, you,
2: nick diaz is a tough one to to, to figure out
1: What for you was kind of the turning point? Because I know that for a long time it was like, no, no, I don't think he's going to fight again. And then you told Kevin, I think just like yesterday, you said, no, I I think he is going to fight. What what was the turning point for you?
2: Yeah, so he met with us uh, in Jacksonville. We sat down in my room um, at the arena and talked for a while. And uh, it sounds like he's pretty serious and like he wants to get a fight this year. So, um, you know me, I'm always no. And uh, this time I'm a
0: little more optimistic that he actually does want to fight. And I mean he's looking like he's in great shape and ready to go. Some people are a little bit skeptical. What does Nick Diaz look like in 2021, 2022? But do you believe Nick Diaz is as dangerous as he once was when he makes his return? Do you think fans are a little bit a little bit too critical on him from what they've seen from him from the last few years of him being out of the sport and maybe not in the best shape?
2: Yeah, well, I, the kid's always looks like the kid always looks like he's in good shape. Mm. Um, you know, but You think of all the greatest fighters of all time, including Ali. Ali took like three, three and a half years off and never looked the same again when he came back. He was not the same fighter. Um, It's very hard to take time away from this sport, especially as you get older, and try to come back and, you know, look like the old you.
1: Mm. Okay, last thing, Dana, and then I promise we'll let you go. And that is Dan Hooker was talking to us last week, and he is... I don't want to use the word desperate, but he's looking for a fight. We've we hosted the first ever looking for a fight for Dan Hooker. No Matt Sarah no Dan Thomas. But he said that um, apparently no one was free or uninjured for this this weekend's UFC 263 card. So he's targeting maybe UFC 266 with Volkanovski. Uh, I'm just wondering if you know anybody that would potentially make sense for Dan Hooker.
2: Yeah, I, I know that they were having trouble making, making a fight for him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, how this is we'll, we'll we'll eventually get it done and get them something. You know, a lot of times these guys, you know, I want to fight right now. I'm ready to go now. And there's nothing available right now. So um, believe me, there's nothing better than guys who are eager to fight. So as
0: soon as we can get one, we'll get one for them. All right, guys. Well, the big event is going down this weekend. Man, I cannot wait, Dana. UFC 263, Adesanya versus Vittori. This Sunday, June 13th for everybody in Australia. And, of course, Saturday, June 12th for everybody in the States. You got Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori for the UFC middleweight title. You got the Brandon Moreno-Davison rematch for the UFC flyweight title. Leon Edwards, Nate Diaz. What about Drew Dober versus Brad Rudell? Man, so many great fights on there. Damian Meyer. So many great fights. Order it on pay-per-view on Foxtel Fight Pass on the UFC app. Dana, we appreciate you taking some time from the war room to join your best friends in Australia, Submission Radio. Always a pleasure, boys. Thank you very much. (laughs)